Hello, this is Pretty Guardian from Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello, welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including horror movies. I'm your co-host, Jay St. Motherfucking G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, Syracuse, New York. Please hit that like button and subscribe, please. Pay the rent. Get us to 1,500 subscribers, and guess what? You can win yourself a free Xbox Series X. And... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) And always among us, it's our moderator and troll hammer. Stronger than the DK Banana Slammer, it's Joe from Fall One Gaming, what's poppin'? Oh, so ready to reveal our top five horror movies with this star-studded cast. We have Keith McCleary of Tapest Podcast. We have Josh from Movie and Gaming Aficionados. And Wes from Real Talk and Movie Podcast. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing tonight? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, bro. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, and before we get started... Joe, who do we got in the chat tonight? In the chat tonight, we have Shay Smithers, Tadmock99, yes! and Doomzilla. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. As Joe just said, we're going to be dishing out the top five horror movies of all time according to all these handsome fucks you see on screen right now. <laughs> but before we go any further, Joe, we got a bunch of stuff we got to promote starting with Tamara. Yes, we do. Tomorrow, we go back to Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> yes! Be there. Twitch.tv slash NerdCageLive. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We just might beat it tomorrow. If we don't, we'll definitely beat it next week. Yes. Speaking of next week, on Monday, we yes. will be doing a one-off redemption stream for Leon B. Resident yes! We're going to make it up to you guys on Halloween. Exactly. Resident Evil Two. That's again twitch.tv slash nerdcage live. And yes. Joe And I believe we're also going to try to put it on our YouTube gaming. Yes. Our, our, uh, yes, hopefully that'll be up and running by then. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't want to make no guarantees. We're hopefully gonna be up uh, up and running. And then Joe, what's gonna be on Tuesday? On Tuesday we go back to Gotham Knights, where Jay will be playing as Nightwing. Hell <laughs> fucking yeah, brother. So listen, one thing I just want to promote real quick. Uh, as you guys should probably know by now, I also work for Joe Blow, and mm-hmm. uh, please check out the Joe Blow Face-Off channel where my latest video, The Shining versus Dr. Sleep, is now on Joe Blow Face-Offs. Please check that out, just in time for Halloween, and it kind of parallels what we're doing tonight, so uh, thanks so much. I guarantee you, you guys are going to love the video. It's uh, It was a lot of fun putting together, and I hope you all enjoy it. So, uh, here's what we're going to do. We have five movies to go through, and we got uh, one honorable mention. 
and all these gentlemen you see on screen right now do not know what the top five movies are. So you're going to see their genuine reaction. But before we go down our list, uh, well, the official uh, top five in our honorable mention, I want these fine gentlemen to plug themselves in. Gentlemen, take your time, whatever you want to plug. And by the way, the links are in the description of the video. Let's start with our homie, Tetanus McCleary, man. What's up? What's going on, brother? It's been a long time, man. Yes, it has, man. So for those who may not remember you, maybe they haven't met you before, explain what you do. Also, while you're at it, explain your, explain your love for horror movies. Oh, my God, dude. Um, so I'm in movies, so there's that. So that's why this whole thing is hard for me because, like, I know people in a lot of these movies, so I'm like, who am I going to offend if they're not in my list, right? Um, <laughs> you know? And who's going to think I'm picking people or picking movies based on who I know or what I'm, you know, partial to, right, uh, from being in it. But, um, yeah, so besides that, I mean, and, you know, the the podcast, the Tatnus podcast, whatever, now just launched Tatnus Radio, as you know, because you're on it. Yes, and we are Thank super God. grateful for that. Oh, dude, it was so, like, no-brainer to me to, like, bring you guys on because, as you know, I've been, you know, super into what you guys have been doing for time. So it just made sense to me. Um, so, you know, this just... This, we've always worked together to some degree. Uh, you've brought me on here quite a bit, I think. Uh, the Metroid thing stands out. Uh, that was tough. But this one's probably harder for me. Um, I know, it's like choosing over your children, right? <laughs> it really is, man. Um, someone's going to get their feelings hurt, and I I can't avoid it. So, uh, sorry to all my friends in all the movies that did not get mentioned or picked on my end, because there's too many, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hard. We're doing five. Okay, imagine narrowing down to five. It was hard enough to pick ten. We narrowed yeah. this list to fucking five. But let me tell I you know. something. Everybody contributed to this top five. Trust me. So that's why I can't wait to see you guys' reaction. But yeah, Q, thanks so much. Anything, anything else you want to plug in? Oh, man, I don't want to turn your show into a commercial, so now I'm good. <laughs> All good, man. All right, you know this, man. Wesley Jones of Real Talk, a movie podcast. How are you, sir? And, what, and please explain your love for horror movies and what you do. Well, thanks for having me back. It's always fun being on nerd cage i got my robe on as usual that lets you know it's uh, getting colder outside and i just 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 hang out talk about movies so that's what i like to do but um i'm actually uh fresh off of Scarefest, which took place in lexington kentucky oh you met robert patrick uh, yeah met the t1000 uh <laughs> this past weekend which was he was awesome um, but yeah, this was our second time at Scarefest. We were got the little official media badges, which was really cool. Um, we were not going to do a recap episode this year. It was kind of a lot of work. It took a little bit of the fun out of it as we were trying to interview people last year and kind of do all this type of stuff. So we went more just for pure fun, uh, but it was amazing. And uh, we're real talk. We're on a little bit of a, a hiatus. We've got a bunch of things that are going on uh, in each of the hosts' lives, and it's just hard to get together and, and, and put episodes. Um, but the show, we're still around. I hate I hate it because 
we had just gotten to the point where our interview guests were getting bigger and bigger and you know we'd made some excellent connections and i, I really hated that because i feel like we would really be having some very recognizable names you know on the show um but we'll get back to it hopefully you'll get soon. that momentum back we'll, we'll get it back uh, whenever we've got just a little bit more time but whenever you ask me to come on and talk about my favorite genre which is horror films uh you know real talks about all movies we talk everything um but i couldn't pass up an opportunity to talk about some of my favorite uh, my favorite genre my all-time favorite movies and um, just hanging out with you guys is, is always a good time so if Lamar can turn it on here on my fantasy team, it'll be an even better night. So, <laughs> pleasure being with everybody. And let me just, before we get to Josh, I just want to say I'm a diehard fan of, of Real Talk Movie Podcast. Even though they're kind of on a hiatus right now, if you're if you're new, uh, please check them out. Because you know what? Since they're, they're taking a break right now, you guys have a golden opportunity to go back and listen to all of their old episodes, man. They got some good ones on there. I mean... I mean, they've covered, like, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, they always do this thing called Reviewing the New, uh, where they go, they, they review what movies, you know, they talk about movies with, with the scene in theaters and whatnot. Like, uh, their Top Gun episode was just awesome. So please check them out. Like I said, even though uh, he, they're on hiatus, got a golden opportunity to, to binge it and catch up on their material before they start pumping out new episodes again. And, and we and we are we're still doing about an episode a month, but you know we were doing, you know we were doing about an episode a week, you know for for a long period of time. Sometimes we'd even record twice a week. So anyway, we'll we'll be back around, but we're still going to try to. Um, we're part of the um, Music City Film Critics Association, and uh, you know we're we're still reviewing new films, but I want to get back and do some more interviews and, and some more retro episodes to mix in with our, our uh, new film reviews. So again, pleasure being here. Can't wait for that. Talk these movies. And Joshua Burrs of the Movie Aficionados, Movie and Gaming Aficionados YouTube and Facebook discussion group. How are you, man? Explain your love for horror movies. And tell everybody what you're doing. And by the way, we're so happy to have you back, man. It's been, been Thanks, a while. man. Thank you, dude. Uh, <clears throat> movie aficionados. I'm here with uh, my boy Grogu and all my mm -hmm. other people. Um, yeah, man. I, I also kind of like Wes took a hiatus, uh, you know, for a bunch of reasons. Um, one of which also is I got my Facebook shut down randomly. So uh, yep. it kind of sucks. I actually had a. Uh, I had Michael Sarnowski on there. I couldn't get him back. You know, the director of Pig. I had Michael Abels somehow on my Facebook. Uh, you know, the composer for Nope and Us and all that. And and I was building some momentum as well. I actually had a part one of a little documentary with Jay and Wes. Um, you know, and just like life and, you know, things happen. And uh, yeah, man, this is kind of my way. Uh, I, and I don't want to talk too long and too much. I kind of want to get into it, but uh, this is like my way to get back and get some momentum back myself. You know what I mean? And possibly get back into what I love, which is horror movies and movies in general, but horror movies have always like brought me back. You know what I mean? And this is the time of year. This is it right now. It's uh, Halloween, a couple of week, uh, days. Yep. Uh, Yep. So, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm happy to be here with you guys and talk about it. That means a lot to us. Thanks yeah, so man. much, man. All right, Joe, before we get started, man, just real quick, just give your little history on horror movies and we'll get and then we'll get started. Um, 
Ooh, where do I start? Um, I've been watching horror movies and slasher films and everything since I was very young. My parents really didn't hold back. They kind of just let me do whatever the hell I wanted. So, um, yeah, I've, I've loved horror my entire life. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite genre, but it's way the hell up there. <laughs> all right, all right. As for me, you know what? Um, I, I'm, I'm with Joe. I love horror movies. It may not be my favorite genre. I'm probably more of an action kung fu guy, but man, there, there are some horror movies that I, I have to like watch every year and whatnot. And there's some that I just love more and more the more I watch them. And mm. come on, man. Like, you have a woman over? Wow, like, you know. <laughs> just throwing that out there. So, yeah, horror movies is just like the way to go. So, you know what? Here we go. So, again, these guys don't know what the list is, but we all have our top 10. And I, I combined them together, and we had one honorable mention, and then the top five, and they don't know. And you guys will see their genuine reaction. We're going to start with Keith going around the circle. So, that being said, let's get started here. For our first album mention, guys. It is A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Oh. Is our honorable mention. So, Keith, feelings on Nightmare on Elm Street, and how do you feel about it being an honorable mention? That just broke my spirit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. Um, I love that movie so much, dude. Um, I don't know. I, I grew up with that whole thing and fascinated by uh, all of it. And then now I'm friends and, and like actually Mick Strawn's a big brother to me who worked on three and four. Um, so like th that, and then the, the TV show, he worked on Freddy's Nightmares. And, you know, I grew up watching that at like six years old, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a sentimental value kind of deal for me that that one stood out to me and just became my one of my favorites. Uh, so honorable mention even. Ugh, Don't kill what? me, man. Don't kill me, man. No, you know what, though? It, it's not top 10. And then it doesn't even make the top 10. That would hurt, dude. But it's um, technically number six. This is the top five. This right. is honorable mention. So this is our that's, number that's, six. That's what I mean, right? So that's a little bit easier to take. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and for the record, um, I stole Wes's idea where he does a point system. I ripped it right out of uh, Real Talk. So uh, as far as points goes, uh, I can tell you right now, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came in with 13 points total between the uh, the five of us. All right, Wes, your thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street as our honorable mention? Well, Keith just mentioned uh, Nightmare Part 4, which while we were at Scarefest, they screened it with the cast. So that was pretty cool to 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 come off of uh, just of seeing that. Now, I, I like Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert England was the main attraction there at Scarefest this year. Um, I've got the box set of, of all the movies sitting right over here. For me, it's not one of my all-time favorite uh, uh, horror films, but I, I really appreciate uh, what they were going for. I felt like it's, I believe it came out in 84, and I yeah. felt like it was something different, you know, that, that other movies of that time uh, were not really doing. I mean, this was a, a it's a slasher film, 
but you know he can get you in your in your dreams it's not like you know some mass killer um you know running after you in the woods you know he gets you in your dreams uh it's pretty cool that that johnny depp is from owensboro kentucky which is one hour from here you know i've spent a lot of time in owensboro and he was actually just here i think either last week or the week before walking around owensboro and to see johnny in that movie but one of the things that i really like about nightmare on Elm street there's a couple of things that that stick out and first is whenever the girl kind of gets taken up to the ceiling yeah you know in the film yeah. <laughs> that is such a scary bloody scene and then i don't know why but it's so disorienting whenever um she's another girl's out running i believe it's in the alley and i'm just going off memory here she's running in the alley and freddie's after her and his arms just get yeah. super long <laughs> like that and uh that's a that's a that's a creepy scene too i'm all about genuine yeah. scares in horror films stuff that actually really creep you out not all practical scares too. yeah definitely. but those are a couple of scenes that really have stuck out and really bothered me so i, I like it it's a good movie Did, didn't quite make my list <laughs> All right, all right. Um, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that too. Also, be sure to, if, if this movie made your list, be sure to mention uh, where on your list. I'm yeah. sorry, it's up my mind. Uh, Josh, your feelings on A Nightmare on Elm Street cracking as our honorable mention. Okay. Now, I am somewhat contrarian in general, uh, and I like really obscure stuff. And I like really obscure horror movies. Not to say I don't like Nightmare on Elm Street. And, you know, obviously, as a franchise, they're, good and bad to varying degrees. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, some are better than others, but I didn't have it on my list at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just because whatever, I like very weird things. Um, not to say that Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't weird, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not mad at it, you know, being on the list. I actually surprised that it's not up higher, even though I didn't have it personally on my list. I actually expect my list to be very, very different from everybody else's, but- uh, Oh, it was. Oh, okay. All right. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. right. Without even getting into uh, to it. To be but, fair, uh, all of our lists were pretty different. I mean, there were some okay, crossover good. here and there, but for the most part, they were different, which is why when we go to, when we, at the end of the video, we're going to reveal all of our top 10s. And, and that's yeah. what I like. And that's, that's, that's awesome uh, that we can all have different opinions, tastes, everything. And yeah. um, I'd like to see how it kind of goes together. And uh, I'm, I'm curious. And that's, that's an interesting number six, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, good. Good movie. Definitely, obviously iconic. When you think of horror movies, you think of, you know, like Jason, Freddy, Pinhead, Sam. You see like the same people, Jigsaw, you know, like the same, you know, six or seven characters over and yeah. over. But yeah, you know, so and it's, it's yeah, not everybody, like- you know, Everybody pointed that out, that, that Freddy was something unique. You know, he was different it's, from- It's Jason, iconic, like, yeah. 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 So, Robert yeah. England, genius, man. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's go to material. There's nothing, you know, I can't say anything bad about it. Very good. All right, Joe, Fallen One Gaming. Nightmare on Elm Street is at number six. How do you feel, and did you have this ranked? All right, uh, this was not ranked, not to say Freddy isn't on my list in some fashion, but not in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, however, uh, I did love this movie. It's really hard to do a top five, even a top 10 when you're yeah. talking movies. There's so many out there, and especially with horror films. But uh, but yeah, I, I did grow up watching this movie. I loved it. And it's, there's just something eerie about the fact that, you know, if he takes you in your dreams, you know, like Wes said, there's really no avoiding that. 
I mean, even if you're, you know, taking stuff to stay awake or whatever, you're going to crash at some point. So it's like almost an inevitability. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. Shout out to Tabmonk99 pointing out that Freddy was, was in Mortal Kombat 9, which is true. But yes. it, wasn't the Robert, it wasn't the Robert England version, which kind of pissed me off. So listen, I actually had this on my list. This was my number eight. And I, I'll admit, this is actually not my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I'm the minority here. Number two is actually my favorite. I know it's the homoerotica one. I don't care. It's, it's something about number two I really like. But, but I acknowledge that the first one was iconic and just paved the way, which is why I put... Nightmare on Elm Street on my top 10 at number 8. So, to see it here as an honorable mention makes me happy because, like, as, as everybody's pointed out before, uh, Freddy's a unique villain. And in my humble opinion, this was Wes Craven's best fucking movie. Mm, yes. All right, guys, we're going to start here. We're going to crack the number 5. Here we go. So, at number 5, The Blair Witch Project Keith McClary oh. Go. That is wild. I didn't even remember when I was doing my list. I didn't even think of that one, man. Um, but for its time, especially, it was ahead of its time. It was really cool. And I give it the utmost respect and credit. I know it's kind of a polarizing movie, but I think for what they've done with the budget they had, they showed you don't really need a huge budget to make something screw with people's minds and freak people out i think it was genius honestly i think for its time especially it was new it was different um i dig it i didn't even remember i there's so many dude and you know what i mean there's so many to remember i remembered some today and i even said like oh man how did i forget these ones to you know it's it's gonna change again there's so many you know right you know so uh but of course i analyzed those ones to death and was like well they're technically like black comedy not so much horror so therefore they don't make it anyway now i feel better that i forgot about them but that one i did not remember until you just said it um did not make my list but still really dope so yeah all right What's some real talk? We got the Blair Witch Project, the 1999 classic. Wow, that feels weird to say. At our number five, how do you feel, man? Well, this was very high on my list, and if you you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge Blair Witch Project fan. We actually had Eduardo Sanchez on the podcast, and uh, we interviewed him for about an hour and a half. He's an awesome guy, and honestly, it just made my love for the film grow even more that he came on and talked to us about it and gave us some behind-the-scenes stuff, but... Um, I was 17 when this movie came out, saw it in theaters opening night here in Bowling Green, and uh, I wanted to see this movie so bad, just the poster alone uh, got me wanting to see the movie. I saw the poster when I was shopping down in Nashville about a month before it came out and started looking into it a little bit. And this was the time whenever people, you know, found footage wasn't a big part of the pop culture, and so people they didn't know if the movie was real or not. And, you know, Keith mentioned, you know, it's kind of a genius in a way, or I can't remember exactly how he said it, but, um, and I think a lot of that was a nod to the marketing campaign that they put together for the movie, which they basically, they made the movie and then they, they made a documentary about the Blair Witch, like it's called Curse of the Blair Witch. They showed it on Sci-Fi Channel. Everybody thought it was real. It, it, uh, they were the literally the first movie to utilize 
internet marketing for a film. And oh, it was just amazing what they were able to do. And I, I really, I take a little bit of offense when people just like trash the movie and oh, it's not scary and, and this and that. But I mean, what I always like to do in a horror movie is I, I want to get scared by the movie. Like I want to go in and I want to, I want to put myself in the character's shoes, get scared by the film. And so many people just, they want to go in and do the opposite. Like I like movies to kind of take you away, take you to that place. And as a person that likes to camp and do all that type of stuff, you know, whenever they wake up and they hear Josh screaming out in the, in the woods and they can't find, it's freaking scary, you know? So I love this movie. So glad that it at least made the top five. I didn't think that it would because uh, it's such a polarizing film, but and we're great, on, great we're job. On, we're panel. on the list. Is, is it on your, on your list? I think I, I've got it at number three. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Joshua <laughs> Burst, the Blair Witch Project, the one right, about the woods. Yeah, the one about the woods. I'm gonna um, talk about two points, one that Keith made and one that Wes made. It's funny because at first when I was doing a snap list, you know, uh, Jay came to me and said, oh yeah, top 10, top five, oh, this is gonna be easy, blah, blah, blah. And I randomly threw in five things without even thinking about it. And I forgot about the Blair Witch Project. And I was like, oh my God, the Blair Witch Project. It's literally the best horror movie ever made. And it's my number one on my list. <laughs> you know, but I, in my initial list, I forgot. And I was like, oh my God, because there's so many, I've, and now it's horror season. So I've been like seeing all these horror movies. And I, I think it's clouded my judgment or, or my memory a little. So I saw like, you know, Nope and uh, Smile and all these other ones. That's like so many. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's it's iconic. And what Wes was saying about how it's one of the first, I think it, you know, basically nobody really thought about found footage at all. I mean, I, I know that Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust, but that and, wasn't and mainstream. I'm, I don't know if there was another one before that even, but if not, I mean, Blair Witch definitely like changed. Yeah. I mean, we got paranormal activities and all these other movies yeah. because of that, yeah. Um, yeah. without a doubt. And also, if you remember for our older people in the chat, um, the internet wasn't that great as it is back then. We weren't doing podcasts right now. So when we heard things about the Blair Witch story, that whole experience was like, oh, is it real? And you know, I'm 14 at the time or whatever I was, 12 yeah. or 13. Time. So we're trying to figure out if this was a real story and the interview, the way that the style was, we didn't really know. And there was no way really to find out until later on. Um, yeah, uh, the whole atmosphere, everything about it, it really puts you in there and makes you feel like you're there. And that to me is what horror really should do. Not crazy jump scares, not, not necessarily, not even that that's bad either. But, you know, I've been seeing, like I said, a lot of these new horror movies, like, it's just like, all right, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. This was something different, something iconic for its time, and not my number one, absolutely. So. And it looks like we got a question yeah. in the chat for you, Josh. Oh. Yeah, uh, Tabak99 asks, uh, he's curious which movie was on your initial list that you had to bump off. Uh, a whole bunch. I like put in like 10 in there, and then like I had to <laughs> rearrange it when I really thought about it. Um, but you know, yeah, we'll, get over, we'll go over that. We'll go over that when, you know, we do my yeah. list. It was a yeah. pick. All right, Joe, the Blair Witch Project. And you and I grew up together, and that was all the craze when we were in middle school. Yes, yes. So this movie had, like, a, it had a cult following when it first, you know, dropped and everything. That is until, you know, Blair Witch 2 came out and changed 
changed everything up and uh, flopped completely. But uh, we don't speak of that. <laughs> yeah, it ended at it ended at one. That was it. That was all it needed. And that ending, dude. Still can't believe that that ending basically made its way in some way, shape, or form into Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> If you remember when he yeah. when they're going through there and they see him on the hook, yeah, that's straight out of Blair Witch. So I mean, it, it had a really big impact. It's not on my list, but like I said, trying to find a fi- top five or ten is really difficult with how many movies are out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna we'll move on pretty quick here. It did, it did not make my list. I respect what it did, but by no means I I cannot put it above like some of these other um, horror movies from like the '90s and the uh, even the 80s, even the 70s. Uh, but I will say this, going into 19, like 1999, into like the, the 2000s, it was really the movie that stood out, at least until mm-hmm. like, until we got that boom of like Saw and Paranormal, but like yeah. Blair Witch was like a standout at that time because there really wasn't much else out there. All right, mm-hmm. so moving on guys to our number four. Here we go guys, at number four, Saw, the original, uh, is at number four. Keith Tatnus McClary, thoughts on Saw at number four? I'm not mad at it. Um, when I first saw that movie, I was like, that concept was wild, dude. It was so brilliant in the end. The story alone intrigued the hell out of me. I was like, that's genius. That end especially just blew my mind. Uh, but here's the thing. Here, now this is where it gets weird for me. Uh, former MMA fighter, actor that's done horror, loves horror, but still, I'm not good on the like crazy gore and all that. So that's where my list will probably differ from people because I just don't do well with all that excessive, unless it's campy or whatever. I'm cool yeah. with that. But when it gets like torture porn levels, yeah, of, I was like, gonna say it launched the torture yeah. porn as we know it. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm not good with all that, and I'm like, why would someone enjoy this? Like, I back way off of that stuff. But Saw was like really well done, and the story was so good that I didn't really notice, you know, too much of the yeah. gore factor. Uh, at least the first one, and then they got even throughout because I respected the story so much I watched the other ones and I was like even the gore was kind of hilarious it was a little bit much um, but I love it again didn't make my list because of the fact that they kind of later on just milk it and it becomes about the gore Yeah. but the first one was genius so I'm yes. not even mad that was a brilliant story alright alright um, Wes the original Saw from 2004 is that number four? How do you feel, man? Not too happy about this pick right here, oh, honestly. Do at, explain. At number four, not not at all. Uh, I, I, if I made a list of the top fifty horror films, I probably would not have Saw in my top fifty. Not that I hate the movie; I actually enjoyed the original Saw. Um, I think the screenplay by Lee Wannell, who or Wannell, however. You, you want to pronounce it well, now he is an excellent writer i really like his stuff you know he's written insidious um he's actually a good director too upgrade. he directed the he invisible just, man that, that, too. 
Upgrade, yeah, that movie's awesome. I actually, I believe he wrote also. Uh, what's the Invisible Man what's remake? The puppet Dead, movie? Silence. Dead Silence. Actually, Dead Silence, yeah. I actually appreciate Dead Silence Man as remake well. Too. Yes. So, uh, and I like James Wan, the director. Um, where Saul doesn't do it for me is it was a great script with a great director, but they were just so new, and the budget was so incredibly low. And I heard that they completely ran out of money and they had to use Carrie Ull's test shots uh, yeah. for actually drop them in the movie. They didn't have enough money to reshoot $1 million them. budget. But yeah. it would go on to make $100 million. And I just think that the story was awesome and everything, but the acting really threw me off. Uh, Lee Win uh, Winnell is not a great actor. Um, so that threw me off. Carrie Ull's at the end, I busted out laughing in the theater whenever his face is wide and he's, I'll be back, you know, and just stuff like that that he's doing. And it's just, I would love to have seen them almost remake the film after they got, you know, big and were able to really, really do it right. But uh, yeah, it's just not... Um, I had that kind of torture porn category a little bit lower. I'm trying not to sound highbrow. I'm um, really not, but I, it's almost a little lowbrow uh, for me, the saw. But uh, yeah, it, Insidious also had a million dollar budget, and I think Insidious is a lot better, honestly. All right, no, that's fair. All right, Joshua Burrs of a movie aficionado saw at four. All right, so first off, before I even get into, I'm gonna tell a little story and I'm gonna try not to cry when I tell it. But uh, I do agree partially with Wes. I agree with all your sentiments, but I, I do have to say, Saw holds a special place in my heart. Um, I had it at number seven though, uh, because you know I am an adult now and I know you know what good writing is. Uh, Saw is not one of the best, but I will say this, 2004, First time I saw it, uh, my classmate who passed away, rest in peace, Paula, um, years and years ago, uh, she had seen me in the theater um, and she looked at me and she said, Josh, are you okay? You, you look like you just seen a ghost. You look like there's something wrong with you. And I said, I just seen Saw. And my eyes were like lit up because it, the whole experience uh, of seeing this movie, like it, it shocked me. I wound up seeing it a bunch of times after that. And I, before that, I was kind of like, I always loved cinema, but I was kind of like casual about it. Saw, ironically enough, even though it's not a great movie, it, that was the film that got me into like writing and everything else because I was like, I want that feeling of making people feel like the way I felt, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I don't get emotional, but Saw, yeah, iconic movie. Like I said, Jigsaw is always there in the horror, you know? Uh, Rushmore or whatever, along with Michael and Freddie and Jason, all that. And um, yeah, it actually also started the escape room genre, I believe. I, I believe that escape rooms came from Saw um, and a lot of yeah. things, man. And uh, yeah, I iconic movie. Um, but yeah, but not great. Uh, you know, as I found out later, uh, there, you know, and, and written a script or two, you know, there's some things that don't make sense about it. Like, uh, you know, a lot of plot holes. And where did you have it ranked in your uh, list? Seven, seven. All right. And, and they, yeah, and they tried to fix those plot holes in the sequels, which that's another thing before I, I'm sorry, before I continue, some of these films that we're talking about and before we get to three, two, and one, I think we have to look at them all as a franchise as well. 
You know what I mean? Because like, and I mean, on Elm Street, like you said, you like the second one better than the first one. And I'm sure that Keith and Wes might have different opinions on yeah. where they rank each individual thing. Like for me, I actually like saw five better than the first one, but a lot of people don't even remember that. So, you know what I mean? Oh, so I love sometimes, this one. Sometimes you have to survive over the fucking fittest. I think we also have to group all these. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we uh, move on, I just want to say hello to the Wanderer87 on Twitch. Thanks for coming in. And our right. good friend Artara. Uh, thanks for coming in. We appreciate you being here. All right, Joe, this was all the craze when we finished high school. Thoughts on Saw yes. at number four? I actually have this at number three. <laughs> and. The, the first one is is my favorite. It was, you know, our introduction to Jigsaw. It was basically, you know, we've never seen anything like this at this point. So, and I am also, you know, a fan of blood and gore, you know, hence the Resident Evil stuff and uh, anything body horror. So this was way up there for me. Uh, and that score from Charlie Clouser, holy hell, man. <laughs> that was awesome. And I can't wait to see what they're doing with the next one because I hear they're bringing Tobin Bell back. So that'll be pretty cool. Anything after Spiral, man. Spiral was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, Spiral <laughs> was a letdown. I mean, it wasn't the worst of the franchise, but it was Jigsaw definitely... wasn't good either, though. Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. agreed. Okay, so my thoughts on it real quick. So Saw is actually my, uh, my number five, actually. And I'll just go real quick. What makes this movie stand out is that, like, it's the realism, okay? Freddy's not gonna kill you in your dreams. Jason's not gonna be chasing you in the woods. But some motherfucker could date rape you, throw you in a fucking room, and chain you to the fucking wall. Okay? That's why I saw is what made it so terrifying, because that shit could fucking happen. You know, mm -hmm. it was more believable than the other horror movies. And then just like, you know, the sheer gore, which did get over the top later on, almost comical, especially in the last few movies. But man. Spoiler for anyone who didn't see it, but that ending just made my heart drop. All right, because yeah. we all didn't think that the motherfucker that was dead in the middle of the room was the motherfucker the whole time. So yeah. it was really the ending that just made you fucking chill. And then everybody in high school, that's all we talked about. It was my senior year. That's all we fucking talked about was, oh my God, go see the saw. Go see the movie Saw. Oh my God, that, this fucking ending. And I remember yeah. I, I bought it. I showed it to my mom and like, oh yeah. So, Saw's, um, again, uh, means a lot to me. You know, you, it, it belongs in the horror genre, in my opinion, because it's it's just iconic. Like I say, it, it paved the way for the 2000s and whatnot. All yeah. right. So, moving on. Do you want the chance to win a free brand new Xbox Series X? All you have to do is subscribe to NerdCage Live over on youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. Once we get to 1500 subscribers, we'll release a video on how you can enter. No purchase necessary. Contest is for US and Canada only. Two, number three. The Shining is at number three. Oh. Keith. Go ahead. Damn. Uh, another one. Honestly, did not get on my list, and I'm not sure why, uh, but it's awesome. I love it. Uh, again, I think it was just, you know, I, I tried to describe it to somebody as like, back in the day when I bought CDs, like I would go to a store and there's so many I wanted, and it was like, what am I going to spend my money on, right? But then when you can download whatever you want, I didn't want anything. So like when you ask me what my favorite top 10s 
you know, might be, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? When no one asks, I have all day I can list off. Uh, so this one was tough. Uh, that one's super good too. And maybe it didn't even hit my radar because it's a standalone, but um, it, it definitely, I, I'm not mad at not the Not anymore, it's not a standalone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, man, it was so good though. Uh, damn. So that one didn't make my list, but I am not even going to dispute its spot here because that actually makes sense. It's really good. Yes. Yeah. Super good. Massive fan. So I got right. nothing but love for it. All right. Wes Jones, I would imagine that your mood is turned around now. Shining's at yes. number three. How you feeling, man? Uh, feeling good. And real talk, we did an entire episode dedicated to The Shining for last Halloween and I, I'm, I said it then, I'll, I'll make a declaration now as well. I think this is the best directed movie of all time. Mm. Um, the shots in the way that they decided, that Kubrick decided to set this movie up, um, I think it's, it's unmatched, uh, especially the shots of uh, where they're following Danny around as he's pedaling through overlook hotel and it's just brilliant it's just absolutely brilliant and you know there's been a lot of i guess commentary and criticisms of jack nicholson's performance in the shining that's a little bit too over the top and according to kubrick it was kind of like a james cagney type performance you know for those that really get into film history uh, it's kind of like a james cagney horror performance and I just, I love everything about this movie. And if you listen to our episode on Real Talk, we, we dove into a lot of the myths about the films, um, a lot of the, the, the commentary that some people think the, the movie's making that's about the genocide of the Native Americans, that it's, it's about faking the Apollo uh, moon landing. It's, you know, all of these types of things. So we really peeled back the onion um, on those, but I think the most interesting one is is definitely about uh, the teddy bears uh, in the yeah. film. Which, if you remember the famous scene where the dude is getting blown by the guy in the teddy yeah. bear costume at the end, it's amazing <laughs> if you go back and you take a look at the symbolism around that teddy bear and how it's throughout the film. So. Uh, anyway, go listen to our episode of Real Talk. Yes. I think it's one of the best episodes we've ever done. Agreed. Was was on The Shining, and this is my all-time favorite horror movie. All right, all right. Uh, just a uh, shameless plug again. Over on Joe Blow Face Off, please check out my Shining versus Dr. Sleep video. I worked really, really hard on it, and it was definitely a love letter to both movies. So please check that shit out. Joe Blow Face Off, all right? Josh, movie aficionados, we got... The Shining at number three. Oh my God. I really need to read. I don't even know if I read. It's not that I don't feel confident about my list. I like my list, but I just had to recheck and see if The Shining was on there and it wasn't. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, what did I do? What did I do here? <laughs> I, I like my 10 that I have and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, no, like you could go anyway. And I like what we have so far, by the way. Like I like the outer dimensions, all this stuff. The Shining is definitely 
iconic, one of the best horror movies, if not the best of all time, even though Stephen King doesn't necessarily like the film himself, but uh, that's another thing. We'll talk about that. Uh, yep. And I, I'll, I'll briefly talk about Dr. Sleep because I didn't put that on my list either, even though I love Dr. Sleep. Oh, I don't so think that's I. a horror. I don't think that's a horror movie. I think that's more of like an action, like a comic book-esque type movie, if that exists. I mean, I guess there yeah, was Yeah, but it's such uh, a departure it, from The Shining, but it's such a great follow-up. Yeah, though. yeah. It's, so I don't, I don't really want to get too much into that, just in case it's in somewhere It's still in there. new. I mean, it's only two, like three right, years right, right. old. So. Right. Um, but yeah, no, and as far as my favorite Kubrick film, 2001 A Space Odyssey is like, to me a perfect film and, yeah. and Wes I know like you you know like you can even like you're like I'm not mad at that necessarily you know what I mean but I'm not mad at like The Shining being your you know favorite horror movie I think that it's a perfect atmospheric horror just in the same way I said Blair Witch was and I, I oh man I would re-elect to put it somewhere in here um yeah no it's <laughs> this is why we're doing this man it's, it's, it's yeah, their case I was a love letter to these horror movies and, and it's cool that we get all these something. different opinions too yeah, yeah, man. But yeah. All right. Joe from Fallen Gaming, The Shining. Yes, The Shining has some of the most iconic scenes and it great, gave us one of the best Mortal Kombat fatalities ever. Here's Johnny. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is, I think, really, it's not on my list. But, you know, I had to bump things all over the place to even make my list. So <laughs> it, was, it was really tough to do. No, but yeah, yeah, like I said, if not in my list. top 10, it's at least in my top 15. So, I mean, it's 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 good. It's really good. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right. So this is actually my number two. All right. So this is why it made it so high is because even though these guys didn't have it on their list, it was my number two and it was West number one. Okay. The older I get. The more I appreciate the movie, the more I, like, pick up on things I may have not noticed last time. And what's amazing is people are still dissecting this movie. I mean, there's a documentary out there called uh, uh, Room 237, and they really dissect this movie. Like, people are still dissecting this fucking movie. And and I like what Wes said. Not only that is this movie's directed very well, but this, I think Jack Nicholson, probably the best horror movie performance ever honest to god just seeing him just like descend into madness and then just, just those iconic lines and those oh my god fuck those fucking twins man i hate those twins those <laughs> twins jesus christ on ice skates those twins are just the worst all right they oh they give me the oh i hate them i hate the fucking twins um it's just that fucking creepy but yeah it's just there's so much to appreciate here i mean like i said this is a movie I watch every year, and every year I just love it more. The older I get, the more I love this movie, and yeah. So, lot to appreciate here. Um, if you've not seen The Shining, go watch it. And, and again, shout out to Dr. Sleep. If you did not like Dr. Sleep on your first viewing, watch it again. Because there's a lot of parallels between this and Dr. Sleep. And the thing I appreciate about Dr. Sleep is they did a good job respecting the novel and the Kublik film. So, like, yeah. I, I love both it. of those movies, even though I've The Shining like stands on its own. But my God, is is Doctor Sleep an excellent follow up to a beloved character from the first movie? Um, plus, Rebecca Ferguson's so fucking hot. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Great movie, man. Oh yeah. Okay, so down to the nitty gritty at number two, The Exorcist. Keith Tetanus McClary, go! Damn. 
All right, so that one made my list, but that was number 10 for me. Um, I had to put it on there just because I feel like if a horror movie sticks with you the way it had over the years with me in such a way, they did their job well. And I feel like that one really screwed with me. I first saw it, uh, I was 15, I think, when I first saw it. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, dude? Um, it was just a mind fuck. It was trippy. Um, you know, and because I'm not like a big gore dude, it didn't have all that. So like I watched it and it just screwed with my head in such a different way that I was like, that definitely has to be on my top 10. Um, you just feel like off after seeing that, I think. Um, and what, you know, uh, trips me out about it is just like, it, it, it's, you don't have to see it 600 times to have it fresh in your mind, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it just lingers. Um, so I give them credit for that. It was pretty damn good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, Wes from Real Talk. We have the Exorcist at number two, my man, dish it out. This one came in at number six for me. I have a, a great love and respect for The Exorcist. And I really got into The Exorcist whenever I was in high school. I think either my junior or senior year of high school is when I really started to uh, appreciate the film. At that particular time, they had done the director's cut where it came back out yep. and it, it made its rounds and went back in theater. And a very famous, one of the best scenes in the whole movie was cut out from the original release. It was the spider crawl scene where she comes back upside down, down the, down the steps. Yeah, spider crawl. And uh, I just, I, when, I, when I very first rented it, the very first time I watched The Exorcist and I put it in, you know, of course it starts in the desert. And I'm like, is this the right movie? I thought this was supposed to be a the possessed girl and all this because the opening scene is honestly it's kind of long, and you're there in the in the desert. But you know, uh, I find this film so fascinating because, I, I mean, the movie's evil. Like it's an evil movie, and it's <laughs> dealing with some extremely uh, graphic, heavy stuff throughout. And of course. You know, people claim that the set was cursed and, you know, all this type of stuff was, was going on throughout the the making of it. But it's iconic and it is scary. And I think if, you know, we did a vote and could get, you know, a couple million people to vote in it, people, they're probably going to say it's the scariest movie of all time. That would probably win because it scared so many people. And that's what a horror movie is really supposed to do is to scare <laughs> And the last thing I'll say about it is I can't, I don't know, I should brush up on my trivia just a little bit better, but I don't know if it was in the original film, but the director's cut for sure has it where everybody know in Fight Club where he's talking about how they splice in the naked photos into the Disney movie and that whole scene and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's really, really funny, clever scene in Fight Club. Well, they did that in The Exorcist. And if you pause it correctly, there's like these demon faces that will barely flash yeah. in the cut of the movie. And if you pause it on it, it is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, it is a terrifying <laughs> picture. Um, 
that, that you can see. And I really love how they, they did that as well. So yeah, great movie. Really glad to see. It honestly wouldn't be a, a, a respectable horror list without having the Exorcist, you know, Absolutely. as high on it. So Of course. All right, Joshua Movie Aficionados, we have The Exorcist at number two on our collective top five, man. What do you got? This is an outrage, man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, obviously, and you know, this made me realize something about my list. I think that I made my list as my top 10 favorites, not the top 10 best, because all these movies that we're talking about, like The Shining and The Exorcist, these are the best, like, directed films. They might not be my favorite to watch over and over and over again, yeah. like some of my list, but... The, you know, they are the best without a doubt. And also, I want to say another thing about this too. I had it at number uh, eight. Um, I think that, because, you know, I watch a lot of current movies and current horror movies and all that stuff too. I don't want to get, you know, um, like watered down, you know what I mean? Like, and we can't forget that The Exorcist and movies like it were the first to do this. Like Halloween, you know, were like the first of their kind. So now it's like, you know, there's a bunch of CG stuff and there's tons and tons of conjuring and the devil, you know, pray to the devil and all this other, all these movies that I see, but The Exorcist was there first. Shining was there first. All these movies were there first and they need to be respected. And just because some of these new movies might amp up the jump scares, amp up the CGI, amp up the crazy stuff, we can't forget subtle, atmospheric and that's what the exorcist is the exorcist yeah. is more about the story not about not to say that there's not crazy scary stuff horrifying you know practical effects and all that but like we're we're so watered down nowadays with some of yeah. these horror movies that we're getting and um yeah maybe that's another reason too why it's not like I didn't put it all the way up there, but um, yeah, it's it's an iconic film and it has to be up there. Uh, and I'm, I'm definitely happy with what we have so far. All right, all right. Joe from Fall on Game and the Exorcist. Is yes, I have this at number nine. Um, this, again, iconic. So, I mean, it has to be on there. And I think he gave us one of the best spoofs ever when we had it in Scary Movie. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, so, spoof, yeah. you know. To have anything continue from it in all different genres and directions, you know, it's a it's a great iconic movie. It has to be on the list. Okay, so this was actually my number one, uh, and let me just say that uh, um, I I was raised Catholic, and my family's Catholic as fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I got the Mexican mother and pray on the rosary and everything. Um, yeah. So I just want to say that since I was raised Catholic and I went through confirmation, I, you know, baptism, confirmation, first communion, all that shit. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to say the Lord's name in vain, but, um, <laughs> I saw this movie while I was going through confirmation. I was in middle school. Um, my mom told me about this movie and she was telling me, oh, this movie's really scary, Jay, you should watch it. And. I'm like, yeah, whatever, mom. Because you know what? I've, I've been scared, you know, not scared, but you know, every time I, when I was younger, every time I would see like a, a Chucky or a Mike Myers, oh yeah, I'd get startled here and there, but it wasn't, it didn't scare me to the core. Yeah. The Exorcist scared me to the fucking core at whatever, 12, 13 years old, whatever, I, how old I was. And like, I was so goddamn terrified that I hated being in the dark room. Like, I was just afraid that someone was, gonna, some, like, Satan's face was going to appear, so I'm like, 
I was that fucking scared. I was scared. I couldn't sleep for like three days. Seriously, no cap. I couldn't sleep for several days after watching this movie. And then, to make matters worse, Joe, if you remember, we got an earthquake in the East Coast. Where are you going with this, Jay? My bed was shaking! Okay, in the middle of the night, in an earthquake. And I just seen The Exorcist. Holy crap. <laughs> Talk about bad timing for an earthquake to happen to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this movie just, uh, I, I've only, you know what's funny is I've only watched it a handful of times. I, I think, I think I've maybe watched it a few times. And of course I've seen all the sequels. Shout out to the third, the third one's pretty good. The rest of them, not so much. I like the third one with George C. Scott and Brad Dourif. Um, but man, the first one is just, it sticks with you. And by the way, I did, I was lucky enough to meet Linda Blair at a horror convention. Nice. Uh, she Very was nice. super cool. Very attractive, too. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah. Like, this movie just scared me to the core. And, like, yeah. There's only a handful of movies that did that to me. Cool. I could probably watch it now and maybe get a laugh out of it here and there. Because yeah. I'm not 13 anymore. But <laughs> it's still... can't keep the thing out, like terrifying this movie is especially for someone with a christian background on top of that if i'm not mistaken wes correct me if i'm wrong but isn't this the first horror movie to win an oscar yeah i think it was yeah, so, the yeah. omen won too but the omen was after this i don't know if you count silence of the lambs but that's also after. yeah yeah but this but this was in the 70s like this was the right, first right, horror right. movie yeah. to even get nominated and win like an yeah. academy award so yeah i mean some of the other ones that would have come before that did, didn't win that were kind of ostracized like psycho um it was for a while night of the hunter i don't know if anybody's ever seen night of the hunter from 1955 it's fantastic movie right, but yeah i mean a lot of a lot of them weren't in high regard um frankenstein and dracula and, and movies like that so you might you might be right um, that's a good piece of trivia. I don't I don't know that one. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Jay. Based yeah. on, like, going back to what I was saying, how do you feel about these other exorcists, the exorcism of Emily Rose and The Conjuring and every other exorcism? I mean, I always enjoy a demon possession story, but I just right. feel like The Exorcist did it, like, the best, if I'm being okay. honest. And, like, gotcha. Another thing that's scary too is it's based on a true story. There was like I think it was like a, yeah. a, a boy in Boston in the 30s or something that they based this movie off of. This had nothing to do with Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, obviously, like the, the head spinning and all that that didn't happen, yeah. but the possession mm. did. It's on you record. Wanna, like the possession did happen. You want to know something weird? Yeah. Something a little bit strange is you're right. It was a male. He just recently died, like a year or so ago. He worked for NASA. Oh wow! And the church that was involved in the exorcism attended his funeral, which means they were still watching over him, just oh. in case, I suppose. Very bizarre story. But they were seen, like members of that church, were seen at his funeral when he passed, as if they were keeping tabs on him, just in case. So that's wild. Yeah. Wow. Um, not. Hmm. I don't know. I might, I might be a little bit scared to go to bed tonight now. <laughs> All right, guys. So, we are Jay, at... to, uh, yeah, go to, ahead. To, I've got the answer to your, your question here. Yes. Um, it was the, f it didn't win. Uh, it didn't win any major awards, but it was the first horror film to ever be nominated for oh. best picture. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the highest grossing film of 1973. 
Um, it was mm -hmm. nominated for 10 Oscars and it wound up um, winning for Best Adapted Screenplay. So it okay. did win an Oscar, but um, it didn't win. It wound up losing Best Picture Award to The Sting, which if nobody's seen The Sting, that movie is fantastic. It is a great movie. But, it's just yeah. mind-blowing that it was nominated for Best Picture and all these other ten. nominations. Yeah. Yeah, 10 awards. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, at least it won something. All right, guys. So before we get to our number one, any educated guesses of what number one could be? Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to guess Halloween. It's not even. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go, guys. At number one. Yes. Correcto. It is Halloween. The original 1978 film. So. I'm sure most of us are happy with this pick because, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was on everybody's list. So, that being said, Keith Tatmus McCleary, our number one collective best horror movie of all time is Halloween. How do you feel? I am not mad at that. I think it was number two for me. I think Nightmare on Elm Street was number one due to, again, sentimental reasons. Um, but Halloween was another one that I grew up. I remember being just a few years old and seeing the TV spot for it because it was coming on TV and I was sitting in the living room late night with my grandmother with all the lights off and I see this preview for that coming on TV and I was fascinated by it. And then I didn't see it till about 1998 uh, for the first time, oddly enough. Uh, at a friend's place. His mom was a huge horror movie freak and found out I was into them too. So she's like, there's someone to watch them with because her kid kind of, you know, was easily scared. So to find that I was into it and I was crashing at their place, uh, you know, she was stoked. So we got Halloween and we got Friday the 13th. And that was my first time seeing Halloween and I was obsessed with it ever since. I absolutely loved it. And then I started to see all the other ones after that and get caught up. So uh, that one's definitely a big one for me. Very well said. Uh, Wes, we have the original night, the original 1978 classic from John Carpenter. Jamie Lee Curtis is the movie that would watch her career. Halloween's number one. Wes, how do you feel? Last night when I made when I finalized my list, Halloween was at number two on my list. Uh, if you know, I was to do it today or tomorrow, Halloween might be number one. I seriously go back and forth constantly about The Shining and Halloween is my, my all-time favorite horror movie. I think it's because I've recently watched Halloween Ends and was just really pissed at Halloween right now. Oh, yeah. So that might be the reason why uh, that I was that, that I put The Shining number one. But again. The two episodes that I personally put the most effort and work into for Real Talk was Halloween episode, which I did two years ago, and The Shining that I did last year. And we put together a fantastic show. Have who's probably considered the number one Halloween fan in the world on our show. Um, he has Jamie Lee Curtis from the movie Tattooed on His Arm. Jamie Lee Curtis was on Jay Leno and talked about Greg's tattoo on Jay Leno's show. Um, so he was on there. It was just such a blast. Uh, John Carpenter is from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like he lived here for many years, went to school at Western Kentucky University. 
Uh, Western Kentucky University is a mile and a half from my house. Uh, so I'm from where John Carpenter is from. Nice. And uh, yeah, I've met him several times. Uh, I've got an autographed copy of Halloween right up here. We interviewed his wife, Sandy King Carpenter, who's a really big film producer. And John stopped by and answered a couple of questions on our show. So uh, just, just awesome. Um, this was just such a, and I'm sorry to, to keep going on. No, but, you're good, you know, you're good, man. Your people are time. tuning so in. If they're tuning in for horror horror movies, hopefully they, they want to hear you know, <laughs> our, our real thoughts about them. But uh, honestly, what an accident that this turned, this was supposed to be called The Babysitter Murders. <laughs> it was just supposed to just be a movie that uh, just got John Carpenter his next paycheck. I think he wrote it while he was super high. Um, <laughs> you know, with Deborah Hill and, but he's so talented as a director and a musician. And it's just like one of those things where everything went right, right? You found the, you found the final girl, the, the, the lead actress, you got, you nailed her. You got Donald Pleasance in there. They spent pretty much their buzz budget, whatever they had just to get him in the movie. He nailed it. You accidentally created the most iconic mask in film history with the William Shatner mask, just painting it yeah. white and widening <laughs> the eye holes. And then you had an absolute filmmaking prodigy behind the movie. And how you know he's so, he was so young when he made Halloween, but just look at how they did the opening scene. Yeah, There's the no cuts in it. Yeah. it. They just did it. Everybody hit their marks and hit their beats and yeah. It's just, it's a great movie. They just did the release, the um, um, release here in, in, in theaters uh, here in Bowling Green. So I got to see it in theaters for the first time about two weeks ago. Nice. So it was awesome. Yeah. Love Halloween. Um, love all one through H2O. I'm a huge fan. I pretty much like them all. But after that, I just get, I just get pissed off. So <laughs> honestly, God, I was debating guys. I'm no cap. I was this close from debating about, instead of doing a horror movie ranking and discussion, I almost want to do a Halloween ranking and discussion because of Halloween ends. But I'm Bring thinking to myself, by God, we, it. it would have been like a three, four hour stream because there's so yeah. many. <laughs> but I definitely down the road would love to do a Halloween, Mike Myers ranking and discussion for sure down the line. But um, I just, I was like, you know what? Let's just do horror movies. That way we could all kind of like mix things up. Yeah. All right, Joshua Burst from Movie Aficionados, Halloween, oh, the man. night that he came. All right, first off, I wish Wes would have went last because uh, he, had, he had a deep history. He got to meet John Carpenter and stuff. Like, I can't even compete. Come on, man. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Uh, I'm a weirdo, man. I, I didn't even have this on there, and maybe if I would have did a, a re-whatever, I would have. And also, I'm going to say this, and this is like, gonna be really weird you guys are gonna your heads are gonna start spinning like the fucking exorcist i like halloween ends i actually really liked it <laughs> i liked it because I, I was so shocked at what it was i was like what the hell are all right guys do? what should we do with him oh no Let's sacrifice him. <laughs> um i mean i definitely thought it was better than halloween kills which i thought was one of the worst uh right after that but either way um the franchise i don't know as a whole maybe it's it's, it's all over the place yeah exactly it is but I think Halloween itself is just iconic. And um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, simple. This is what I was saying before about simple. Sometimes is better. Sometimes you don't need crazy gore. Sometimes, when I say sometimes, I mean you really don't. You really don't need crazy gore, crazy jump scares, crazy CGI. Just subtle great filmmaking and that's what it is and i'm not mad at you guys you know for this being number one i really i like the list i like our top five i think it's a very respectable list even though my weirdness uh didn't didn't ruin it so it's great man um yeah that's it all right joe from following gaming it was inevitable number one <laughs> dish it yeah, out this was, this was my number six and I'm going to kind of echo what most people are saying that, you know, simple is better with every aspect of this movie from the mask being as simple as it was to just recreate the, um, the, how he walks and doesn't run and still catches up to you. <laughs> and, uh, the theme song can't get much simpler than that, but it's still one of the most iconic ever. <laughs> so, you know, Simple is better. Hold on. Clearly. My, my camera's all blurry. Hang on, let me just turn my camera off and turn it back on real quick. Hey, Jay, while you're, while you're messing with that, one of the things that I've appreciated so much about Halloween over the years is a scene where, where Jamie is discovering that her friends have been murdered, and she's, up, she's upstairs, and she's kind of looking around. You've got the, um, you know, the Judith, Judith Myers the tombstone on the bed and all that. And she kind of backs up against the wall and she's just, you know, kind of crying and doing this. And out of the darkness behind her, you just slowly see the white mask yeah. come in. Such a great shot. It's beautiful. Like, it is just, like, my head almost exploded when I saw that in theaters because I'm like, this is so brilliant. Um, again, like Josh said, subtle, good filmmaking. Absolutely. Um, so for me, this was actually my number seven, uh, which when you hear the rest of my list, you'll understand. But it had to make it on here. And I will say this, so I think the franchise as a whole, I probably like, probably like this would be, if we're going to rank franchises, this would probably be my number one as a franchise. Um, but I picked, but as much as I love the other movies, um, I still think to this day, the first one's the best one. Um, even though I enjoy two, uh, I enjoy four. I didn't like five. I think six is a guilty pleasure. By the way, shout out Halloween six is getting a 4k release, both versions. And I have yet to watch the producer's cut. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> I actually like, I like H show. I actually didn't mind resurrection. I'm I like Buster Rhymes. Sorry. <laughs> I like Rob Zombie's version. I hated yeah, the second. Big... I hated his second one. Okay. I liked enough. his first one. And then 2018, I loved. And then I hated Kills and Ends with a passion. And those two to me are the rock bottom. But <laughs> um, but yeah, what is there more to say? I mean, I saw this was probably the I think this is I'll be honest with you guys, this is probably the first horror movie I fell in love with. I seen it when I was like not even 10. Uh Remind you, just for the reference, I watched it on TV. My parents didn't care what I watched on TV. They didn't dare yeah. let me rent the tape until I got older. But I did <laughs> see, this is one of the first movies, like horror movies, like I actually like enjoyed watching because it was just like, it was a thrill. Just the right amount of gore, even though it wasn't like gore, but just the right amount of blood, just the right amount of blood, uh, or jump scares, just the right amount of like suspense. Like, it's damn near perfect. It's a damn near perfect horror movie. 
So, and even though I always put Psycho as like the first like slasher film, it was mm -hmm. Halloween that just took, elevated the slasher genre yeah. to what we know today. So, that is our top five. Just, again, refresher here that um, our number six honorable mention was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Our number five was Blair Witch Project. Our number four was the original Saw. The number three was The Shining. The number two was The Exorcist. And number one, Halloween. That being said, uh, before we have all these guys plug in, we're going to go around a circle real quick, and everybody's just going to rip through their personal top ten. Keep fire away. All right, are we starting at ten or one? Start, start with ten. Ten? All right. For me, again, Exorcist was number ten because it stuck with me. It really screwed my head up. Number nine, Halloween 4. I loved it. Uh, I thought that was one of the better ones. Number eight, looking back, I'm not sure how horror it really is. I think it was intended to be, but Death Proof I thought was really cool. Oh, and yeah. that or that horror element to it I liked. Yeah. Uh, number seven might be a little obscure to most people. Uh, See No Evil 2 I thought was really cool. Um, so first, I only seen first the first one with Kane. First one was great. He was in the second one too, but Daniel Harris was in it and um, a few other people that were recognizable from horror franchises. So I thought that was really cool. Um, then number six was Halloween 2018. I really liked that one too. Uh, to your point, I thought that one was really well done. Number five, Child's Play, because I thought for its time that was pretty unique. And I remember that as a kid. Number four, Evil Dead 2. Um, I love the first one, but I felt like in the second one, Ash became more oh, of the Derek character. Derek would be happy to hear that he couldn't make tonight's stream, but because he's at a convention. But yeah, Derek, he loves those yeah. movies. Yeah, man. And I thought that's really when the character of Ash became who he really is. So I thought that was really cool. Number three, shout out to my boy, Mick Strun, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I love it. Uh, and Ken Sagos is a friend of mine. Um, and... Uh, Again, you know, he was a pioneer, actually, because he was the first black character in a worldwide horror movie to survive beginning to end. So that's an accomplishment and in and of itself that he's been praised with. So that's cool. Um, number two for me was Halloween, of course, because it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen in that regard. And then, of course, number one was Nightmare on Elm Street because I love it so damn much. So... Awesome, awesome fucking list. Some some, some unique yeah. ones in there, so I can appreciate that. All right, Wes, go ahead, rip through your list. Start with number 10. All right, here. Let me do, I want to do two things real quick, and this isn't going to take long at all. So the first thing I wanted to say is I don't consider Jaws, Seven, Alien, or Silence of the Lambs horror. I think mm -hmm. all of them have, have, have horror elements. Right. But I love all of those movies so much, and if they were horror, they would have been in my list, but I don't consider that. The second thing is, Josh mentioned this earlier, and he said, hey, I thought maybe we were doing our favorite horror movies, you know, versus best. I actually said that same thing to St. Jay, yeah. and he said, yeah, do the best. Um, so some yeah. personal favorites of mine that might have been, if it was like my favorite horror movie list, I would have probably put like The Howling, Dog Soldiers, Fright Night, Friday the 13th, The New Blood, and Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Like, I love those movies so much. I should much. have asked him. Damn, man. Um, <laughs> so, but the movies that I actually put on, like, what I think are the best, the 10 best horror movies, number 10 was Black Christmas. 
and Jay said, you know, that uh, that Halloween really kind of, you know, put the slasher movie in, and it did. It did all of those things. But however, Halloween owes a huge um, kind of debt to Black Christmas, and even John Carpenter has talked about how influenced he was by Bob, Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Number nine is Rosemary's Baby, like a perfect ten movie. It is so great. And if you haven't seen Rosemary's Baby lately, there's a Criterion version of it, and it is it is just it's so good. Number eight is The Descent. Um, never have I felt that many emotions in a movie like the claustrophobia I felt at the beginning of that of that movie when they first start the spelunking is. Whew. Uh, number seven, I'll probably get a little flack for this. What I think is the best zombie film of all time is 28 Days Later, Danny Boyle's film. Now, I'm a huge Dawn of the Dead fan. It's actually coming out in theaters here in Bowling Green tomorrow in 3D. Yep, I'm going to go try here. to, yep, sir, try to catch that if I can. I love Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead uh, or Day of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, we get, we're getting it too, Joe. Okay. Yeah. And, and a, I saw I saw it up there. I pointed it out to you, but I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, it was Don. Yeah. <laughs> Another controversial thing I'll say: I'm actually a much I actually like Night of the Living Dead even more than Dawn of the Dead. That's my yeah. second favorite zombie <laughs> no, movie. Um, number six was The Exorcist. Number five is Scream. So, as a '90s kid, the two iconic films of the '90s are The Blair Witch Project and Scream. And Scream is like my generation's horror film. Yeah. Like, whenever I was in high school, that was our generation's horror film that everybody loved. And I freaking love Scream. Like, and I don't normally like a lot of comedy in my horror, but Stu, oh my gosh, just, <laughs> he's great. He's just perfect. Uh, number four is Psycho. Recently watched Psycho again. Oh, still holds um, up. I always said that Stanley Kubrick is the greatest filmmaker that's ever lived. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to think that Alfred Hitchcock might be even better than Stanley Kubrick. And the scene that stood out in the site in Psycho is when she first gets to the Bates Motel, she's in the car, it's raining, the windshield wipers are going, and then you see in the neon the Bates Motel. Yeah, and it's that just camera a, work is insane in that movie. It's just so great. And they did a whole documentary about the shower scene, about the cuts in the shower scene. So, did you, Wes? Uh, did you see that movie where Anthony Hopkins played um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock? It was a, it was a biography movie about how they filmed Psycho. Scarlett Johansson. Played, Scarlett Johansson played Janet Lee. Um, I need to see that. Oh, you that need to see. Really I don't good. know. I don't remember what the movie. I think is I know called. what you're talking about. I think I've seen. I, I think you know, it's called it Hitchcock. Is. Yeah, it's called Hitchcock. Mm. Watch the movie Hitchcock with Anthony Hopkins. It's mm. about, it's it's about how they, it's about when they filmed Psycho. It's so fucking good, so fucking good. I will check that out. And the last three we've already talked about: Blair Witch, Halloween, and Shine. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, Josh, you got a crazy list. Rip through, right through. Oh, it. I I totally should have asked. I totally should have asked. Unlike Wes, like I should have asked you: Is this our favorites or if our best i didn't, didn't even dawn on me i definitely still rushed it even though i still like took more time with it and there's so many things that are not on here but uh, number 10 i actually have all right 
I have Us at number 10. It's one of my favorite movies in the last so many years. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love it. I've seen it in the theater a bunch of times. I like it better than Get Out. Uh, I think it's a great horror comedy. Awesome. Um, number nine, I have Scream because, uh, yeah, iconic movie that was very important to make horror movies continue in the 90s to the 2000s. Save, save the genre. Slow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number eight, I have The Exorcist. Speaks for itself, you know. Um, number seven, I had Saw. We talked about that. Number six, I have a Stephen King film that we didn't talk about, The Mist, which has possibly the best and most sad ending. If you haven't seen it, definitely check out The Mist. Overall, great film. Uh, number five, I have The Witch. Uh, like I said, these these new horror movies. Uh, yeah, and this is a movie that is like Scream in the sense that it's, it's starting a new genre or making horror movies, elevating them to, uh, that's why it's called Elevated Horror. A great film, awesome film. I'm actually shocked that Weston had The Witch on, because, uh, <laughs> you know, we're like, you know, like we love like Robert Eggers, so um, the, the guy's a genius. Yeah, uh, Number four, I have a very weird one, uh, and it's possibly the creepiest ending I've ever seen in the film, uh, and it's creepy throughout. It's called May. Uh, it's about a woman who uh, has this doll and tries to make her own doll with human body parts. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I, Definitely I gotta check see out. This. I've never heard of it. I got to see this now. You absolutely have to. The music is creepy. The doll is creepy. Everything about it is creepy, and the ending is like, I'm not even going to talk about it too much. This is why we're doing um, our top tens, because I want to know what yeah, movie yeah. I need to see. Okay. Uh, number three, I have another Stephen King banger that's shockingly, I actually am shocked about this one. Carrie, to me, is possibly uh, one of the most terrifying, one of the most shocking. first movie. Yeah, absolutely. Love Carrie. Um, I even like the remake a little bit. It's the, not the remake wasn't bad. It's, it's not terrible. It's not you know? it's, Honestly, I thought the Rage Carry 2 was better than the remake of Carry. Mm, okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, but it's iconic and Sissy Spacek, man. Like, yeah, just yeah. one of the best performances. Uh, number two, I have House of a Thousand Corpses. I love Rob Zombie. It's wow. a movie I've seen. It's probably a movie I've seen more than any other movie. I've watched House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> tons and tons of times. Uh, shows that horror can also be funny. And uh, I mean, just... You want to talk about mindless killers? The Fireflies are awesome. I got to meet Robert um, Sid Hag before he died, and uh, you know Bill Mosley. They're awesome. Um, I didn't get Sherry, unfortunately, but uh, and number one, I had the Blair Witch Project. So yeah, that's All it. Right. Hey, Jay, can I say some? Yeah, go ahead. Can yeah. I say something real quick about uh, Josh? Just he was talking about about Carrie. Yeah. And um, I love Carrie. I think it, it's a, a really good movie. Yeah. But you know there was a clique of filmmakers back. When, when Carrie came out, you had Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Brian De Palma, and several other ones. They were like kind of the new, like new Hollywood mm. at that particular time. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the fourth filmmaker, but they, they were all friends. They they shared notes with one another. George Lucas, that's the other one. I'm sorry. Couldn't think of it for a second. George Lucas. Right, right, right. So they'd share notes with one another and all that. And all of them. Well, Brian De Palma didn't, but all of them, the rest of them agreed that Brian De Palma was the most talented of the bunch. Now, he didn't, and this is Spielberg talking, this is George Lucas talking, this is Francis Ford Coppola talking. They think that Brian De Palma was the most talented, best filmmaker among them. Now, he went a slightly different route with his career. I love De Palma films. Like, he's got a whole bunch. But um, if you watch a Brian De Palma film, I mean, he's in my top five 
like best directors ever. Not because I love his film so much, but God, the talent is just amazing. And I just wanted to say I remember that story about all the greatest, some of the greatest filmmakers that ever lived said, no, it's this guy over here. He's the real talented one. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Joe, rip through your top 10, man. All righty. And your list is unique. I love it. Yeah. First off, Josh, uh, don't feel bad. I did favorites too. Mm -hmm. But I'm coming off of just doing my top 10 movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Shameless plug, watch all of ours if you haven't yet. Mm Yes. So doing favorites on that, I just figured I'd carry it over to this. But anyway, uh, that being said, number 10, I have two words for you. They're here. (laughs) So Poltergeist was my number 10. Uh, Probably one of the most iconic. Um, Kind of shared the same thing with The Exorcist as, you know, they thought the set was haunted. Um, Rest in peace, that little girl actually, like, died during or after the movie. So that was crazy. Um, Number nine, The Exorcist. Uh, Number eight, kind of went with kind of a deep cut. I went with The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Seeing him actually transform not only was it disgusting, but it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> so that had awesome. to be on there. Uh, number seven was Final Destination 2. Um, just that scene alone on the highway when you see the freaking logs come off, because we've all had that fear. <laughs> and this just realizes <laughs> it. So, I mean, <laughs> so that movie had to be up there. My number six was Halloween. Number five was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I think Josh mentioned it earlier. Um, If for nothing else, for two reasons. One, I cannot wake up in the three o'clock hour anymore and stay awake. I have to go right back to bed. (laughs) So that's one thing. I wake up at three every day for work. I know. (laughs) So you have to be living in hell. (laughs) And then on, uh, on another note was that friggin' back arched stare that she does freaked me the fuck out i don't know i think jay laughed well we were at the theater together i remember like it was yesterday yeah Yeah. and then uh number number four was rings i think that was the best personally out of the series um and i just watched it for like the first time like a month ago and it really got me so i think that was that had to be up there uh number three was saw uh, number two, I put the original thing. The thing? Uh, fucking had The black and white there. one or the carpenter one? The older one. Not the not the black and white older one. The carpenter okay. one. The, okay, all yeah. right. There's, seen the three, there's three the things. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just had to clarify. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when the guy's head detaches and becomes a spider, yeah, that... It, it makes me laugh now, <laughs> but back in the day, it scared the shit out of me. And then uh, number one, because of the, I think this is the most fun horror movie I've ever seen. Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I had to put that up there. So, you know, that's my list. And I, I ain't changing a thing. I had to change a lot. Of I, <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I really do. Um, Yeah, no, those are some good picks. All right, so mine. Okay, again, let me just say that some of the one, the, some of these ones that I picked, I are like i i couldn't put my favorite i thought i put like the best of the series so here we go so number 10 i have psycho i yeah you have to by the way 
you should watch the sequels. Cycle 2, Cycle 3 are pretty good. Cycle 4, eh. The remake with Vince Vaughn, booty sauce. But I do like... Uh, I, I, but the first one's still the best one. But the you should definitely watch the second and third. And actually, I enjoyed Bates Motel. The TV show. I actually enjoyed it. Probably one of the only horror TV adapt adaptations I thought that was actually pretty good. Okay, at number 9... I put the Omen, even though the, the second Omen's probably my favorite one. I do love the Final Conflict number three, but I had to put the first one just because. But I shout out to the, you should watch Omen two and three if you haven't. Uh, eight, Nightmare on Elm Street. Seven, Halloween. Six, all right, Wes, controversial opinion here. My number six is Silence of the Lambs. That is absolutely a horror movie in my mind. I know it's probably leans more towards suspense than horror, but my God, Anthony Hopkins winning an Oscar for being a cannibal, like, it's unheard of. And just, like, I think it's the best horror movie of the 90s, and it's not even fucking close. It, not it's even horror, fucking close. Horror adjacent is what you would call it, mm. if that's fair. I, I just think it's scary enough. Like, Mortal Kombat to me is, like, horror adjacent. Like, they're in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's there the one scene that is pure horror that's in Silence of the Lambs is is when he's breaking out of oh, the, like that's the, the best little part of the movie. The, yeah, I mean I was gonna say the night vision scene is also like horror. Yeah, too. that yeah, yeah. I, I, I would yeah. say that as well. But uh, no, I mean Silence of the Lambs is is amazing. I know a lot of people do consider it horror. I, I, I think it's like seven. It's like the, Jason. I do. Yeah, it's, it's like seven to me. Pseudo horror. Yeah, yeah I, I understand, but to me, I just. I, I, I think of it as a horror movie. I really do, even though sure. you could argue for suspense. At number five, I already saw... Okay, number four. Again. I'm just going to reiterate how much The Exorcist fucking scared me, but the I think the next movie that scared me just as much, and it scared me as an adult, and this is actually a new movie, and I'm going to say this. This movie is the best horror movie of the last decade. My number four is Hereditary. If you have not seen Amen. Hereditary... Watch mm -hmm. it with the lights off by yourself. Yeah. I dare you. I fucking double dare you. And if you just had a dead relative pass away, it's even that much more terrifying. Holy fuck. Hereditary scared the fuck out of me. Every After I watched the movie, I kept like looking in the kitchen, making sure there wasn't anybody staring at me, dude. Seriously, if you've not seen Hereditary, make that a priority. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Hereditary is my number four. Okay, it's probably the only like recent movie on here, and I think it's the best of the last decade. I don't know what, how you guys feel about Hereditary. Have you guys well, seen it? Well, to me, I feel like The Witch came first, and I feel like Ari Aster drew a lot of inspiration from Robert Eggers. It was almost like too fast, but that that's like a great movie, though. Great movie. It, I mean, yeah. it came out back to back, basically. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I, I was more of a witch the witch fan than I was hereditary, but I've got hereditary very, very highly ranked. Definitely, yeah. And um, the scene, the two scenes that bothered me about hereditary, everybody talks about the, where she hits the poles, like that's where everybody kept talking about. But the one where she's describing how she almost set her kids on fire, just, oh my God. man, it ran all over me. And then the scene, towards the end where the kid wakes up in bed and you can just barely see her yeah. oh, on the wall. I hate it. I and then she it. chases him. I hate it. Oh, I hate gosh. It. I, oh it, my God. Oh it's my scary. God. That was scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I said, you movie. watch that and then, then you just catch yourself like, like 
making sure the lights are on in the house. Like, cause if you turn, yeah. oh my god, dude. it's just, it's such a mind fuck. It fucked with me so yeah. bad. Oh no, my it's god, a great so movie. I, I honestly like Midsummer better too. If I was going Ari Aster stuff, but you know, that's another one. Too. I like Midsummer a lot as yeah. well. All right, now number three. This is not my favorite of the dead, but I put Night of the Living Dead as number three because you got you got to understand like. It, it, it invented the subgenre of the zombie genre and like yeah. Resident Evil. It all came from this. I have to say, Day of the Dead's my favorite one, but Night of the Living Dead's the most iconic one. I know people argue for Dawn, but for me, I think Day is the best one. But Night of the Living Dead is my number three because I acknowledge how important it is in movie history, and it's really like the first gory mo- mainstream gory movie. Uh, number two, The Shining. Number one, The Exorcist. So that's my that's my list. Um, big shout out to uh, oh man I wish we had a top 50 big shout out to Hellraiser and Evil Dead and all these ones that we didn't even mention I'm so, so sorry so I, was just, I was just gonna, I was just gonna yeah. yeah I was just gonna pitch a question to the chat and say are there any that aren't on any of our lists that you wish were yeah. and I see somebody I see Leroy Gonzalez already Leroy, said that's uh, my Puppet football Master. teammate good to see you buddy yeah he said happy Puppet belated Master. by the way happy belated Puppet buddy okay. I know you just had a birthday the other day um yeah so yeah like I said what is yeah so for people in the chat people who are listening to this wherever you're listening to podcasters or listening to the Tatness Radio let us know what your top five horror movies of all time are and, and what you think of our list and our individual lists all right let us know we definitely we love hearing these things these discussions are always fun that being said guys thank you so much for hanging out with this crazy Liu Kang nerd over here really really appreciate it I want to give all these fine gentlemen the chance to plug themselves in one last time please sub them up sub up their podcast links are in the description I appreciate it a lot these guys are not only terrific friends but very very talented content makers and i appreciate what they do that being said keith tetanus mcclair go ahead and plug away my friend all right thanks brother um so i'm in terror tunes 4 that will be coming out soon actually i gotta find out the exact release date it's in post-production which is cool joe castro made that uh film happen and uh it's my first flick with uh actress lydia quigley from return oh nice um and there's an actress i worked with from girl on the third floor which was also a trip of a movie dude that was a mind fuck like acid trip of a movie uh tatnus radio of course now is running the tatnus podcast on sensor will be coming back soon and just on to bigger better things at the moment so that was uh the radio thing so uh quite a bit going on well, man, you, you've had a very, very stellar career, man. And I always, I'm always watching you closely to see what crazy projects you got coming up next. So appreciate, I appreciate what you're doing. You. I know you're a busy, busy guy, and the fact you made time to be here, always awesome, man. Dude, West, it's always an honor. Real talk of movie podcast, man. Go, Keith. Awesome that you you mentioned Linnea Quigley. We got to hang out with her just a little bit at last year's Scarefest. Uh, got her to autograph my copy of Silent Night, Deadly Night. I know oh, she's yeah. been in a bunch of other, other stuff too. And but, we her back in the in the eighties. That'll put some hair on your chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm again. Thanks so much for inviting me to be on to get to talk horror movies. We we don't talk them a whole lot on uh, Real Talk, uh, but it's my favorite genre. Anytime you guys want to get together and talk horror. I'd love to be a part of it, but uh, really, really enjoyed tonight and good to get back in the saddle after 
not making much content over the last four or five months. But again, if you want to hear more Real Talk, we've got about 100 episodes out. It's Real Talk, a movie podcast. You'll find us anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, except for YouTube, uh, just because we're lazy and don't edit it and, <laughs> and, and put it up uh, up there. But uh, yeah, thanks so much. And uh, I'll definitely be back on Nerdcage. All right. If you, hey, listen, if you ever need help with doing the YouTube thing, I can certainly help you with that to get your podcast on YouTube. Uh, Josh, man, plug away, man. And again, it's definitely great to have you back. I know you've been through some shit, so thank you so much for being here, man. Go ahead, plug whatever you want plug, my guy. Movie aficionados, um, go check out my old stuff. I have a bunch of reviews. Uh, this is, it's like a thing I need, you know, to get me to want to get a step back in the right direction. Um, you know, uh, check me out, sub me up, man. I'll, you know, I'm going to try, I'm trying to weave my way back in after a long hiatus, man, you know, just like uh, Wes, you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get back in the saddle. Um, and yeah, I, I, uh, I'm grateful to be here. It was a great show. And I'm so happy to be, you know, talking movies with my friends, man. That's it. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Well, we hang out here, we let our nuts hang, we talk about horror movies and everything, gaming, whatever. Whatever mm -hmm. what's whatever yes. we want to talk about, we do that. And that's why I love hanging out with you guys. Joe, go ahead. Plug what we got going on this week. All right. Before I do that, I want because we are talking horror movies here and everything, I want to make sure that everybody, chat, our guests and everything have seen the trailer for Megan, M3GN. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. It looks like the most unintentional, hilarious movie since Moonfall. I am yeah, going to see this movie, and I'm going to laugh my ass off. I cannot fucking wait for Megan. No, it's I intentional, man. James Wan knows what he's doing. He knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got after, that malignant, after that damn malignant movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that being said, tomorrow... In true Halloween style, we will be going back to Luigi's Mansion 3. Mamma mia. Twitch.tv slash Nerdcage Live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We just might beat it, but we'll see. We're, we're close to the yeah. end. And then on Monday, we will be doing a redemption stream yep. for our Resident Evil 2 Leon B. <laughs> and Twitch.tv slash Nerdcage Live. We might start a little early. We'll probably start that one at 6. So yeah, come, so make sure so you come trick or treat with us. Make sure you I'll sub up to our Nerdcage live gaming channel because very soon here we will be able to put up on-demand videos hopefully, and stream simultaneously. Hopefully. We're working on it, guys. We're working on yeah. it. And then so Tuesday, in the meantime, sub up. And then on Tuesday, we will be going back to Gotham Knights. Yes! And I'm loving it so far. Just saying. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's twitch.tv slash Nerdcage live. So we will post on our Group, Joe, plug into all the social media real quick. All right. If you haven't uh, followed us on Instagram or Twitter, you can do that at nerd underscore cage. Our Discord is in the description. It is now up and running, so become a member over there. And our Facebook discussion group, which is Nerd Cage Nation, always going strong. Make sure you make yourself a member over there as well. Absolutely. Uh, and again, uh, we're also on Tatnus Radio now, so if you want, if you're mm -hmm. ever listening to Tatnus Radio, we pop in from time to time. And of course, check out our podcast platform as well. The audio versions always go up on there. And please, guys, go over to Joe Blow Face Offs and watch. Edited, written, and edited by yours truly, my doc, my Doctor Sleep versus Shining Face Off. Check that out. I think I was fair with both movies, so please check out that Face Off. It's fucking awesome. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be working on another big face-off for November. And you guys are going to love my December face-off. I'm not going to say what it is, but they luckily uh, my boss approved it. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And guys, we got some great stuff coming up in November. Uh, we are going to take a little break, obviously, for Thanksgiving. Uh, and we got a lot going on in December. We'll be revealing that real soon. So stay tuned, everybody. So that being said, we pre-peace ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So to you, I say, from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, New Jersey, Bowling Green, Kentucky, somewhere up in northern Canada, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live. Tad this podcast uncensored, movie, gaming, fishing, and animals, and real talk and movie podcast. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Fuck game freezes and fuck math. And good night. Do you want the chance to win a free brand new Xbox Series X? All you have to do is subscribe to NerdCage Live over on youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. Once we get to 1500 subscribers, we'll release a video on how you can enter. No purchase necessary. Contest is for US and Canada only. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, Hit that subscribe button! And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell! Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>